If there's one skill we all need in life to be successful, it's how to get up when life knocks you on the mat. Welcome back to the Compete Everyday Podcast, competitors. I'm excited to have you here this week, whether it is your first show or you've been with us for all 60 this season. My name is Jake Thompson. I'm the founder at Compete Everyday. I'm your host here on the show every week. I'm excited just to get to talk to you about fun conversations, ways that we can start develop a winning mindset. How can we build our mental strength, build our mental toughness, grow our leadership skills so that we can make the type of impact in our professional and our personal lives that we crave. More than anything here at Compete Every Day, my goal is to help you build the mindset necessary to win your work, your workouts, and your life. And I think you're going to get value out of today's conversation with former UFC fighter Charlie the Spaniard Brenneman. Charlie and I discuss his commitment to being a lifelong learner. Traits that honestly I found every successful person shares. This insatiable hunger to learn, to grow, to develop. And Brenneman shares how he does that, how he maintains curiosity throughout the different pivots he's made throughout his life, and more importantly, how we can adopt the mindset of learning to do the things in life that we want to do, finding the information, committing ourselves to take action, and being inspired by this conversation with Charlie. Before we dive into the show, I want to remind you, coming up next week, we are releasing the 2020 Club you want to find out more about the 2020 Club, you got to be on our email list to get first word. The best way to get signed up is to go to guide.competeeveryday.com. You'll find out what the 2020 Club is and how we are upping our game this year, what the first 100 people who join the 2020 Club will receive, and how it's going to help them achieve success in 2020 in their personal or professional life. So, Get signed up, guide.competeeveryday.com, and be on the lookout for the 2020 Club. And then in two weeks, you will find all the big news as we drop our first black-white collection. You'll see it coming on Black Friday. But the black-white... You'll see it coming on Black Friday, but the black-white collection I'm incredibly excited about. Because there's no gray area in life. There's no trying. There's no in-between. You're either competing every day to get better, to make a bigger impact, or you're not. There's no maybe, there's no excuses. You are or you aren't. And so this year's Black Friday collection pays homage to the people that are willing to compete every day. And so we've got an awesome collection. It's limited release, one print of everything, and then it's gone. So be on the lookout for that. Those on our email list will find out ways they can get early access to the Black Friday collection before it releases to the public on Friday morning at 12.01 a.m. Now, Let's dive into this week's show with Charlie the Spaniard Brenneman and understand why it's necessary to be a lifelong learner. Charlie, what's happening, man? I'm doing well after this masterclass you just schooled me on. So I'm a lot better than I was. Dude, that's a lot of fun. And we were, for those listening, we've been talking business and, and behind the scenes stuff of podcast and running a business, which are, are some of my passions, even though we don't talk about it a lot on the show. but Man, Charlie is the world's toughest lifelong learner, and you have one incredible story that I'm excited to be able to introduce it to our guests. But today, tell us who you are. Well, yeah, I'm that. I'm this. I, I guess above, well, I'm Charlie Brenneman from a small town Pennsylvania, and then uh, I took that. Those uh, I had some wrestling roots. Followed that until the end of that career. Became a Spanish teacher. Took about three years, so I decided I want to do something else 
I wanted, I still wanted to compete. Honestly, that's a theme of the show, but it, it's, it was my life. So I took another pursuit, which was about as odd for me as anyone could imagine. I, I pursued professional fighting in the UFC and I fought for, I had 27 fights, uh, 11 in the UFC. And since that time I transitioned into another career of speaking, podcasting and writing. Dude, I love that. Yeah, you. we are definitely going to be diving into this journey and stuff. And you grew up loving wrestling and sports, right? That was kind of one of your family's themes, if I'm correct. Yeah, and it's funny, man. I don't talk to my uncle much, but I just got a message from him today. He wrestled at Penn State. You know, it was in his blood. My dad wrestled. My siblings wrestled. And it was just something I took to. And, and I, it kind of goes on. You hear it a lot, but the value of hard work, like what that does to a person and their character and the development of them. And I just like kind of combine that with this love of a sport that, I mean, it, it caused me so much stinking heartache, but it like, I love it more than anything in the world. So it, it, it's been there my whole life. You know, I, I think every one of us from an athletic standpoint have that, that heartache with sports. Um, however, the beauty of sports is similar to the, the quote about being the man in the arena in life. Like you, you may experience defeat. You may have this heartbreak. I, I laugh that my, end of my football career is the worst breakup I've ever had or probably yeah. will ever have. However, the memories and the chance to win and those things like that's unbeatable. Uh, and the people that are never willing to, to get in there never had that opportunity. It's just, they don't know that experience Yeah, It sucks to lose, but you also have the chance to win and you've had kind of some ups and downs. You've battled some things. What, what I'm interested in and what I'm curious about is you've had a few career changes. And I'm curious what has allowed you to successfully pivot those from, you know, wrestling to teaching to fighting and, and how you've maneuvered each of those pivots that have required almost a different skill set. Yeah, well, actually, so I just have a, I think the underlying answer to that question is just the, the, the decision to keep going, you know, the, the perseverance, the, the, the persistence of just keeping going. But I think one built, one, the first one built on the second one one built on the third one so I grew up with a love of wrestling and I wanted to coach and I was good at wrestling I got my degree in education became a teacher and a coach then it was like I want to do something different but it wasn't like I decided to be you know climb Mount Everest it was all right I looked at myself what do I have well I can wrestle if I can wrestle probably I can fight so I can learn to fight went to fighting then from fighting it was all right well I have a, a platform some some ability to connect and inspire people I like speaking on stages. I've been in front of the camera. I'm very comfortable. I read lots of books, got good grades. Maybe I'll become like a speaker and a writer. And then when I became that, it was like, all right, well, podcasts are a thing too. So it really, it, the skill sets like Spanish teacher, fighter, podcaster, they are very different at the surface. But the underlying like build on one thing to, the, to another was huge for me. Well, and one of the things that you talk about, one of your consistent themes is the fact that learning gets you what you want. You've got on your website that you can learn your way to confidence and courage. You can learn your way out of mediocrity. It takes consistent hard work and you have to believe it's possible, but it's indeed possible. A lot of us struggle with this idea of a, of a fixed mindset and, and really the idea that how we were born is how the way we're always going to be. I've always been someone that likes confidence. I'm always someone that struggles in this area. Obviously, that goes against what you believe in the message you preach, as well as the message we believe as well. And so I'm curious if you've ever had an area where you kind of struggled with that fixed mindset of being stuck as the way things have always been and how you learned to grow and build your own growth mindset. 
Well, there's two, two things that jump to mind. And the one is a, a fun, exciting, and also timely thing. It has nothing to do with competing, but my daughter, she's soon to be six, and uh, she's infatuated with American Ninja Warrior. And there's this junior edition, and, and we're buying this new house. And she's like, Dad, maybe we can do this in the basement. Dad, maybe we – and, and it, my first impulse, exactly what you're saying, I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm not a handyman. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. And then honest to goodness, that why I preach this message of learning and, and toughness is – it went off in my head, wait a minute, the only thing between me, this guy who doesn't know, and me, the handyman, is like YouTube videos and doing. So it, it, it really is learning will get you what you want. If I want to be a handyman, I'll be a handyman. Another huge thing that I've had to really shift, when I left fighting back in, or when I left teaching back in 2007, my starting salary in 2004 was $30,500. So I thought to myself, if I make enough money fighting, as I did teaching, I'll be good to go. I've kept that mindset and also those figures in my mind for like the last 12 years. I'm like, wait a minute. It's not 2007. It's not $30,000. I've got to like shake myself up there and start thinking bigger. And that, that, that paradigm shift in the last few years has been huge to me. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because a lot of us, we get this idea and we get stuck in our head, whether it's a financial spot that we think we can just get by on. That, that was something I had when I early started my career as well, or just a way that we have to be to do something. Uh, you know, people have the idea that if you're trying to do good in the world, you have to be poor. You can't make money because if you make money, you're a bad person. Like they have all these yeah. different stigmas. And so we're always talking with people about that. How did you, for yourself, and how do you encourage others to kind of shake those thoughts up, get that out of their head, and start replacing it with better thoughts that help you grow? Well, I think that just a simple awareness of that is huge. Um, so being aware of, of that, what you just said, is huge. But then secondly is, and, and this is an odd connection to answer your question, but there are really good, solid people who think things that I don't think or that I don't agree with, right? So yeah. I'll give you a perfect example, plant medicines. Like I've never done drugs in my life. I'm, I'm you know, growing up anti-drugs, drug-free with everything changing in society with CBD and, and medical marijuana and uh, psychedelics now kind of coming back to, to, to have this reboom in uh, health and wellness. I was like, man, huh? So then I have a friend who's really into that stuff, who's my friend and has been a friend of mine for a decade. And I started talking to him about it and learning about it. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, maybe I don't know everything about this. Maybe my preconceived notions of this is bad and terrible and he's bad or they are bad. Maybe that's not correct. So it took me talking with a, someone who's in my circle that I confide in about issues that I thought to myself, oh, I don't like that I, to, to really shake me up and think, huh, maybe there is more than what I think about this thing. I, I'm, I'm impressed by that because it continues to show one, the self-awareness that that's one of the best skills anyone can have going forward uh, in their life because it allows you to at least start identifying places that you need to learn more, grow and, and develop. But I, I'm curious on your standpoint from the, the learning process and the self-awareness process, because we talked, we briefly talked about it, but you spent time uh, on a reality show, Pros versus Joes. You were in the UFC. You had the chance to pull this just incredible upset story uh, in defeating the number six opponent. But you also 
battled some losses in that sport. And it's very easy for us to get caught up in the losses of life. Not only in sports, if, if we lose a couple of games in a row, we lose a match, we have a, a bad week. We continue to get in our head about losing and feeling like thing one, things are out of our control or perhaps this is how we're, quote, destined to be. But living a life of constantly learning means you have to look at those losses and failures very differently. How did you teach yourself to look at those as growth opportunities of what you can learn and get better? Well, I think I was forced to because I lost so dang much. Like <laughs> I would, I would, and not that I'm, a, you know, a perpetual loser, but I freaking competed a lot in my day, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. So I've had like a hundred terrible heartbreaks. And, and, and then you get up and you do it again. It never gets easy, but it gets to this point. Well, what, specifically speaking, fighting. That was when I really solidified it. We fight every three or four months. So that's like two, three, four times a year. So if I fight in January and lose, don't fight again until May, I feel like garbage from January to May. All right. So repeat that three times. And that's a year of feeling like garbage to which I thought to myself, this sucks. I don't like this at all. If I'm going to keep doing this thing, fighting, I've got to figure out a different way to do this. So that kind of forced me to look at it as, okay, this is a, a bigger picture to this. I'm a human. I have one life trying to enjoy it. And again, back to this idea of learning, instead of like the start and stopness of fight, win, lose, fight, win, lose, fight, win, lose. I now, and I truly do, it's an evolution, but I truly do. I like look outside and it's like, holy cow, this is like one big adventure. That's why I don't, you know, I got away from my teaching job because now like life is literally an adventure. If I want to learn about, we're talking about Amish country, I go to Amish country, I learn about it, I, I, I jot down what I learn, I love teaching, I share it with people. So it's like there's all these opportunities and it goes back to that learning mindset or growth mindset that oh, there is so much out there. So along those same lines, you, you mentioned as well, I'm curious for our listeners, we've hit on this in a handful of episodes, uh, the struggle with identity and where we find our identity and our worth. And, and from an athletic standpoint, a lot of a former athletes, and I can speak from experience having struggled with this, when that sports career ends, you don't know who you are anymore. And there's a lot of pain and, and a lot of turmoil inside because you're suddenly, instead of having this strong foundation, this, this identity that you know is cemented in beyond sport, you suddenly had it in a sport that's now gone, or perhaps it was in a relationship. You saw yourself as a husband or a wife and that relationship ends and suddenly you don't know who you are. For someone that spent so much of your life around wrestling and sport and fighting, to transitioning now into a, a new phase of life with your speaking and your book and things like that. How did you handle that identity shift or transition? Or were you, were your, was your identity so ingrained in you beyond just wrestling, beyond sport as a child that this was not something you had to directly deal with? No, I did deal with it a lot. And once wrestling ended, that was the first time I dealt with it. And it was, you know, what, what the heck am I going to do? I'm a wrestler. I'm a wrestler. What am I going to do? And then it was like, oh, thank goodness I found fighting. Oh, thank goodness. And then after fighting, it was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Like this stinking problem again. What is it? And I think my wife says to me often, uh, the, the toughest times to be your wife are in these transitions. And but for me, what I, I learned to do is rather than saying I'm a wrestler, I'm a fighter, I'm this, what I do is look in the mirror and say, okay, I'm a person who works really hard. I'm a diligent student. I won't quit. I'll keep going. I take care of my mind. I take care of my body. That's who I am. So I can apply that to speaking and podcasting. If I want to become a handyman, I can apply that to being a handyman. Like 
it's the characteristics that make up my character as a human that is like my identity uh because the games i mean the, it ends like i'm i, I train because i want to feel good right i'm not trying to fight anybody i just so it's it's that consistency in my character that helps me feel good about me i love that i love that charlie how old are you 38 Okay, so I'm 36, and, and our conversation had me thinking of something of, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, and, and we're definitely going off the game plan here, so bear with me. You talked about when looking at this handyman approach, I'm, I'm just YouTube videos away. Like, all I am is YouTube videos and, and Google research, and I feel like a lot of us our age, maybe even 34, 35 and up, we grew up in an age without social media, without cell phones, without YouTube. Like, I remember sitting on dial-up, uh, in my parents' house blocking the phones lines to play like fantasy basketball and football or just check email where now kids grow up and they just immediately know I'm going to Google it. I'm going to find it on my cell phone. They struggle very differently from a social media standpoint and being caught up in that reality. But I feel like their opportunities for a growth mindset are much different than we had because they can, Oh yeah, I can just look this up. I don't know it where we didn't have that. Do you think that's been kind of a generational thing where the older generations that didn't have as much access to that information are more easily stuck in their ways of not understanding how to learn and grow? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good uh, way to look at it. And it's kind of like the older stagnant way and the new, like, I want it now way. And, and we're kind of in the middle. But if you consider that we're in the middle now, but in 30 years, we're going to be the stagnant people. I think that's like an evolutionary developmental whatever of society. That's how it is. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a tricky place for the older folks. It's hard to convince them that they need to open up because times are changing. Or maybe they don't need to. Maybe they don't even care. But I think the, the biggest problem there, and I do a lot of work with young people, is in the young people. Because that instant gratification and the 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 lack of kind of infrastructure and foundation that leads to that, that, that impatience, you know, like if I'm in patience, I can call upon past experiences of my life where I've had to practice patience. But if you don't have past experiences of practicing patience, which a lot of young people don't, you have nothing to fall back on. And when we talk about like emotional skills and tools, that's it. And that's why, you know, my wife works in schools and it's the, 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 the legitimate problems that these kids have are mind blowing because of how serious they are. And it is because of that, you know, what we're talking about that here and now, right now. Yeah. And, and we see it in, in every aspect of life. I had a conversation yesterday with someone about the continued just transfer mania that's going on in college football right now. If a kid doesn't get a starting spot as a freshman or sophomore, they immediately transfer schools. 20 years ago, you didn't see that. I mean, even 10 years ago. Similar in wrestling. Yeah. And so you see guys transfer. I'm 100% behind the guys that want to completely graduate and then leave for their last year. By, by all means, go for it. It's a job addition. But if you're a freshman and you show up and you don't get the job, like this is a great opportunity to develop your skills and your growth because we're getting into this instant gratification world. I want to switch gears before we wrap up because you just recently released a book uh, and I need to hear about it. Our guests need to hear about it because we've got a compete everyday book club. We have people on here that are constantly looking for more stuff to do. Tell us what inspired this specific book and, and what, what it's about. Yeah, so the book is called Becoming the World's Toughest Lifelong Learner, a book for anyone who wants to pursue anything. And I think, you know, through our conversation and what you've told me about your audience, I feel like they're pursuing something no matter what it is. Maybe it's an ideal state of themselves. But I wrote 
my first book called Driven, My Unlikely Journey from Classroom to Cage. And that was about, and I wrote that for my hometown because I come from a small place and it was, oh my gosh, what's that guy like? Does it hurt? How much money do you make? So I, I, I wrote a book and then I was like, I got on this idea, like my podcast, this book, I'm basically, I think the journey is so stinking cool. So I'm basically documenting the whole thing. And at the root, I'm documenting it for my kids, right? When I'm dead and gone and they can listen to their dad, I think that's an awesome thing that a lot of people would like to have. And so I wrote this book to, as a, a part memoir and a part how-to, as in how to pursue things. And, and it's a lot of mindset and a lot of principles, but I also use my experiences starting a podcast, starting a speaking business, the thousand errors that we've made and some of the good things that have gone right. And the ability that by like just reaching out, I've been able to have these awesome conversations with fascinating people. So that that's what the book is about. It's built on my love of learning and my love of asking questions and reading books. Um, and we're releasing it. We're self-publishing it. But by the time this show comes out, it, it should be available. Um, and we're going to be linking to it in the show notes for you so everyone can go pick up their copy. Uh, if you stay tuned till after the show, listen after we wrap up this interview for a way that you can win your own copy of the book. Charlie, how can people get connected with you? How can they follow along your work at being just this lifelong learner? So my social media handles are at Charlie Spaniard. Charlie is my first name, Spaniard, my nickname, at Charlie Spaniard. That is home to my website as well, charliespaniard.com. And what I'm doing now, it feels like, oh, I shouldn't do this and I didn't do it with Driven, but as of you know, the, the final PDF, once we have the final PDF up, if you go to charliespender.com slash email and opt into my email list, I'll send you a free PDF of the book, Becoming the World's Toughest Lifelong Learner. Uh, that's something that feels not right. Like, well, this is a book. I got to make money. But it, it's the bigger picture is let's get this out there. And it's I've learned, right? I've learned from successful authors and podcasters that that's a good thing to do. Um, so that's what we're doing. charliespender.com slash email. Love it, man. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show this week, Charlie. Everyone listening, we will link to his website, social media, and the book in the show notes. Till next week, keep competing. Thanks again, competitors, for tuning in to the Compete Everyday podcast. As always, get in touch with the show by emailing us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. And don't forget to use your 15% off discount code podcast on any purchase at competeeveryday.com. I can't wait to see you again next week. And until then, keep competing every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. Visit CompeteEverydayPodcast.com to learn how you can get connected with other everyday competitors. Contact the show and find resources to help compete for your best life.